1: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and joining me this week, for the first time in uh, quite a long time, it's... uh one of, the, one of the earliest members of the Stop Hammertime family. It is a uh, polymath, journalist, broadcaster, TV presenter, radio person, Sam Delaney.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Part of the reason Sam can join us is that for the last two years he has been speaking for three hours every day on talk radio, mm. but has recently handled, handed that mantle on to Eamon Holmes, who yeah. is now doing your show. Doing my show. The Sam Delaney I'm, show with and Eamon, I'm Eamon I'm Holmes.
2: Producing it, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Very weird that I, I effectively sacked myself. Yes. Which is a strange thing to do.
1: You kicked but yourself upstairs. There
2: are many reasons for it, uh, foremost amongst them is the ability to return to Stop Hammer Time.
1: Yes, well, we felt sheepish about asking you to do stop hammer time because having to uh, talk from four till seven every day on drive time from Monday to Thursday, mm. we thought the last thing you want to do because you wouldn't even after you'd done the show wouldn't even speak to your wife or family at home. Never, no, Never. you were and resting your voice. Yeah. yeah, you had to rest your voice. So we didn't feel that we had the right to ask you to come straight from your radio show more or less to speak again for another three or four hours about yeah, football. No, you couldn't make it. No, could couldn't on, on, couldn't my voice on your that. time. No, it's no. too valuable absolutely very much a valuable
2: stock has dropped and so here I am
1: Yes mm. yeah uh, the like the like the fortune 500 no the uh, the the you know the yeah. stock exchange thing. all of called, them yeah, yeah. The 500
2: nasdaq that yeah are. yeah i'm sure them. we'll get onto that later in We're the show aren't we We're that's about on your to. running order of yeah of course yeah very much
1: We're, yeah global economics mm. it f- plays a large part of this podcast also joining us another highly valued member of the stop hammer time team that we haven't had for a little while it is jim dean dolan jim from pride of irons I always wonder why my
3: middle name works in there. But
2: anyway, yes. Well, it sounds so
3: good, like Harry Dean to. Stanton. We
1: have to use, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good... And uh, there's
2: another one as well. James Dean Bradfield.
1: James Dean Bradfield.
2: If you, have the, the if you have the middle name Dean, it's always used. Yeah. There, there aren't many... Uh, that, that, can you think of another middle name that is always... Jane. That, that's 3 Sarah got. Jane.
1: Emma Jane. Only, yeah, but That's yeah. not a middle name. Though. Southern American... Like Betsy Lou, yeah, those, are, those are names. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. They are mm. hyphenated mm. names. Jim, of course, is uh, one of the leading lights in LGBTQ West Ham supporting group, Pride of Irons. Uh, going great guys. In the fact, that there was a Pride of Irons outing on the train to the Brighton. Fix- An And They were already out. Yeah. Most yeah. of them were yes. already uh, out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Now that that's awful. I don't. But think you Should be forcibly outed no. in on public transport.
1: There were a small world, core no. of eleven of them on the train that outed everyone else on the that's train awful. during the course we of have the one radar. hour. It's true. Yeah. Yeah.
3: we're just pointing at them. Going, you. Yeah, yeah. like You're a radar, to... like a
1: speed gun. It's not on, like a speed gun. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, there is a uh, there is an event uh, with Pride of Irons this week. Pride of Irons quiz. Uh, where, when, what, which, why?
3: Yeah, I should. have prep this night it's thursday at um, night. bangers bar uh, which is between kind of liverpool street and moorgate on thursday uh, kicking off about 7 p.m
1: yes last year uh uh the team that i captained won that quiz you did and i handled the victory with a quiet dignity <laughs> that i think yeah. has stayed in people's memories ever since the sheer nobility and generosity towards the losing teams I think we'll live in all of our memories uh, from that night. I can't do it this week, so you have a chance to assemble a team and beat the team that I have left behind, uh, ably captained, I believe, by Rob Banks. Oh, now, Rob Banks, we should thank very much for uh, capably stepping in and, and um, helming Stop Hammer Time last week. Uh, Rob Banks, uh, author of the, uh, the Holy Trilogy of West Ham Books, An Irrational Hatred of Luton, West Ham till I die, and the legacy of Barry Green. Now, like J.D. Salinger and um, the, the, um, you know, uh, Harper Lee, he has disappeared from the world of writing, mysteriously uh, become a hermit. Uh, like Salinger, no one knows quite where he's been, where he's been living. We heard he was living in Sao Paulo as a as a woman. <laughs> Juanita Los uh, Palmos Bancos. Yes Uh, But no But he is returning From his self-imposed Literary exile With another book Which is due to Hit Wherever books hit now In August And it is called An Irrational Hatred Of Everything Mm -hmm. And uh, We had a heads up
3: That's funny enough He sent that text To our WhatsApp group Ah. Like two minutes After I'd been searching For his books On
1: Amazon bizarre coincidence. Mm, very strange. Like a wizard, you have summoned him into being by right. searching for him If you, you say
2: his name three times, he will appear. I've tried that before, yeah. Yeah.
1: One thing I should mention is uh, this season's Stop Hammer Time is brought to you in association with Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Look for these and other offers at by bet. Bet of the week is seventeen to two on a two one prediction for the Watford game. Seventeen to one prediction for the Watford game. Is that all? Mm, yeah, that seems. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what if odds are good or bad. I don't really know much about <laughs> anyway, we have uh, two games of football to talk about, plus lots of uh, issues arising. Uh, that since we last spoke to you, we've basically played the uh, the A23 portfolio mm. of football, the A23 Pantheon of soccer matches. Yeah. last Tuesday, a real hotbed
2: of football. They love their football along the do. A23, don't they?
1: It's a football loving stretch of road. It is, yeah, yeah. We played uh, Croydon Rovers last Tuesday, and. Atletico deck chair on Saturday yeah uh, yeah and uh, well there was a potential six points to play for and we got one of those points and we got one of them
2: yeah yeah
1: very very a poor
2: return very poor return poor return um, but amidst a uh, uh, one of the worst injury crisis yes we, uh, I can remember
1: yes. it's
3: a good thing we signed all those players really isn't
1: it <laughs> yes everyone was injured and what we did was uh, weaken and make less deep our squad what, was we, it five players we worked out in we, the pub? We got rid of five players and bought two in the midst of uh, a period where we don't have enough players.
2: We bought one, we loaned another. Yes. Another who, who apparently there is no chance whatsoever is a £39 million pound, uh, fee attached to him if we want buy him. So he's, he's literally just there for a, yeah. a few, what amounts to a few weeks.
1: He's good, though. Good he though. is good, yeah. Yeah, Mario. Good, good. Very good against Palace. Um the the continuing body building body of evidence that Moyes is doing a decent job seemed to be sort of displayed against Palace because we were absolutely the mood on the street and everywhere was we're going to get turned over we're we're just too shit now we haven't got enough what was it six defenders that
3: he played on yes
1: yeah yeah Uh, but in fact you know when they sort of announced the team he went well that I mean you know. They are professional footballers and it might be all right. And in fact, it was quite good. I sort of thought we could have done better in that game. Uh, There was a slight, you know, a slightly, um, uh, you know, playing within ourselves, slight caution to that. We could have actually won that game,
3: I think. I think everyone's surprised by, um, yeah, well, how well they played. Competence, yeah. You've got a, you know, knackered old right-back playing midfield actually quite competently. Yeah, yeah. Maybe only for that game. Yeah, I think... A lot of people were surprised. Yes, I don't think we carved too many chances, but we didn't look like we were really going to concede many. Either. No,
1: no, and uh, and uh, you know, so so it felt like a kind of a point was was a result, but it's one of those things where you kind of say, well, the next game will be the will be the telling one, and then the same outfit came out and performed v badly. We all went to that game. We did. We all went. To yeah, the
2: it was great, great away. I mean, t- terrible result. Bad performance. Mm. Great away day though, isn't it? Yeah, Brighton. I yeah. mean, fly me. You don't get. That's a fantastic. You want Brighton to stay up so that we just can, so we yeah, can
3: do that again. That game. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was my great. first point at ten o'clock. Yes, lovely. go on the lovely. train, yeah, carried yeah. on the way there. Classic.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like the it's like the traditional British holiday <laughs> to Brighton. It's like the mods and the rockers, yeah. except on a train. Uh, I would
2: I would say that if that fixture was on a sunnier ta- time of year. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Fantastic. it would be Bedlam. Yes. It would be Bedlam. I mean, because everyone would be going down there for the whole weekend. Yes. And, and Brighton would be absolutely rammed with West Ham fans yeah. the whole weekend. And yes. I don't know how it would end. But it would be awful. It would the good people me, at Brighton. Yeah. I mean, I spent a few years living in Brighton when I was a student. Mm-hmm. They were lovely, gentle people. They are. Uh, They consistently elect the UK's only Green MP. The one more than (laughs) UKIP. Yeah. Yeah. They are very open-minded and, uh, I don't know, I just think that, like, you know, 10,000 West Ham fans pissed up on a hot, sunny day. Yeah. um, Possibly across the whole weekend is going to ruin the vibe.
1: It is. It is. Um, I hate to say it. You, uh, after the game has finished, you very wisely went to the uh, University of West Sussex Student Union. Sussex, not Sussex. Sussex. Oh, right, right, right,
2: right. Well, it's in East Sussex for starters. Oh, is it? So if it was either, if it was going to specify either way, say East Sussex, but it's called the University of Sussex and it's right opposite the ground. In West Sussex. So we went to the uh, bar because that was the West Sussex bar. Alma Mater.
1: Your student union bar,
2: my student union bar. It's where I went to university, and the campus bar was actually right next to my apartment. So I went there because I thought, well, I'll wait for the traffic to die down, yeah. and, and then we'll get an Uber, which they have in Brighton, that amazingly. Would, yeah, they although do, I had yeah. to wait twenty-three 20 minutes, minutes yep. right, for it to right. come from a Uber place well? called no. okay, D, oh, yeah, yeah. out to the University of Sussex, right. And um anyway, when I was in the student union bar, I left in. I I lived on the campus in 1994, I left the university in 1997, and you go back to your university, and a few other um, West Ham fans had had the same idea. So it was mainly students, put a few hammers in there, and a few. Some of en- them
1: enrolled on a degree just to go to the bar for that That's game. That's it. Yeah. you
2: right. And then what you do is you just don't turn up don't to, turn lectures. Up to and lectures, and in the end yeah. they sack you off. Yeah, yeah. But you still come away from that unfortunately with twenty thousand pounds worth of yeah, debt. Yeah. Student debt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is a shame. But, but whatever.
1: Some, some people will do that. Yeah.
2: Anyway, I did. You know, you get when you're in there, you you tell the bar staff or students. Mm-hmm. Pretty girls. Yes. I, you know what's amazing? Yep. I used to go to this university. This used to be my bar. Yeah. And they look at you like, well, why? What? Why do I give a fuck? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. give a fuck.
1: They don't give a fuck about the past anymore. Students don't, don't care give, about they heritage. They couldn't give a flying they don't. shit. No one studies history about university
2: my past, yeah. and yeah. that infuriates me.
1: Uh, uh, take up for history courses at universities has fallen to zero and now people are only doing courses in the future or the present I know Uh, it's ridiculous isn't it ridiculous I go back to my college all the time and just walk around daily walk around I I like to go outside my old
2: secondary school I pull up in my car to show them all I've got a car yeah yeah and I'll lean against the bonnet and sort of smoke, but I'll, mm-hmm. you know, blow smoke rings and do cool things like that. I yeah. do it most days.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, but me they,
2: too. they pay me no attention to all. Well, that's
3: probably because you're smoking. You should be vaping and it should smell yeah. like maple syrup yeah. and you're right. leave massive clothes. When uh,
1: myself and Jim and uh, the aforementioned Rob Banks went to see Bromley United play Leighton Orient in the summer, I uh, literally stood outside my primary school, which I hadn't you know, done that for, and urinated 40 on the door peed on the door as mm. usual and my secondary school and uh, uh, because it was the summer it was over the summer um, uh, various caretakers and people came out and went uh, yeah what are you doing looking around this school and then showed me around That's and nice. that was very yeah very touching um I have something else to uh, say to the nation. Oh. If you're going to the upcoming matches against Watford, Burnley, or even Manchester United, we've partnered with Zelo to give you a lift all the way to the stadium from Essex and Kent, free of charge. Stop Hammer Time listeners can get a free trip by booking a seat on a luxury coach at ride.westhampodcast.com. Ride.westhampodcast.com. Using the promotion code hammertime. Coaches leave from Basil and Cavie Island, Chelmsford, Colchester, Orsett, South Benfleet, and Southend. That's like the Uber sharing thing, I think, I guess. So if you want to get to the game and don't want to stand on a crowded train, do that. Ride.westhampodcast.com using the promo code HAMMERTIME. So, yes, one point from those uh, two games. Mm, Rather worrying. Three points, 12th place in the division, but uh, three points off the bottom.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's worrying. I would say until that game against... I I think that game on the weekend completely uh, changed my perspective on the season. Because since Moyes took over, I've been feeling very confident and optimistic. And even with the injuries after the the, um, uh, Palace game, I still felt optimistic because I thought we've got too much in this team and Moyes mm. has really got them organised. Then after the transfer window closed and we'd sold um, IU and, and Sako without properly replacing them or buying the midfielders we needed, I did start to think, hang on a minute, this could go badly wrong. And then after the Brighton result, I'm thinking it is going badly wrong. Mm. It, it just feels like a very massive punt, wrong. doesn't it? Like
3: not only did they sell those players, but they've sold IU to a relegation yeah. rival. So yes. a guy who, oh, I, I don't particularly rate him, but he's got a knack of popping up and poking yeah. a few no, goals and here better and there.
2: stats than the other forwards. Yeah,
3: and yet we've sold him to 20th place. Yes. It's just baffling.
2: It's, it's madness to sell him and Sacco, who are two players who score when they play, yeah. and, 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 and be left with no strikers, really. No, no. that's right. And that's I mean, don't want to
3: sound like one of these Arsenal wankers who talk about net spend, but I'm going to. Uh-huh. Because mm. I saw an article the other day that said out uh, of this transfer window, Two Premier League clubs made a profit. One of those was Liverpool, obviously, mm. and the other one was us. Yeah, yeah. so we've got it's a paper-thin squad,
2: and we're selling players and making money. Now you've got to wonder—you've yeah. got to wonder what they are playing. They've at. got to be selling in the summer. Well, they're, they're cashing in, aren't they? They're either looking to sell, um, but they're playing a very dangerous game. They are because if we get relegated, Absolutely, we yeah. either won't sell at all. They're going to have to sell it for a much lower price, yeah. or they are trying to line their own pockets. Or they're just incompetent. And I um, I actually think that the third is the, the horrible truth. I think lying there, boys, maybe, but I think they do... I think in their heads, they do think they take running the club seriously and they do want us to be a success, but they're sort of stupid and incompetent and don't understand how to bring that about. Yes. No. Um, so I don't think they're in it just to make money because they wouldn't have spent the money they did in the summer. I think that they're just don't really know how to run a football club you properly.
3: Say, you say they spent the money they did, but we were talking about this earlier in the pub, and I liken it to the Conservatives talking about, you know, we've invested in the NHS every mm. year. When you look at it, actually, in terms of the value of money now, mm. they've invested a lot less, and mm. the club have done that. They've invested, look at every other club in the Premier League. When this new Sky deal came in, what, 20th place that year, earned more than first place the previous year, mm. or whatever the stat was. Mm, mm. But clubs have got money, in real terms they've not invested a lot at all
2: yeah no they could have invested more but what i mean is i'm not sure their main agenda is to make money for themselves it might be a part of it i think the bigger issue is that they don't know how to run the club properly
1: no that's i mean i you know i've uh resisted the idea that there's anything kind of sinister going on for a long time because I don't I don't, I think especially kind of uh, in the English sort of football setup from the from the FA to the Premier League to the individual clubs um, it's sort of run by quite stupid people football generally and I don't think they're particularly smart but I do I am starting to feel I don't know suspicion or something akin to that because we seem to just Become so incompetent in the transfer market. The second we moved into this sixty thousand seater stadium, wherein if we continue in it, we simply can't be relegated. And we had a real chance last summer to sort of fix fix things. Um, and actually, it was a weird. People were very pleased with that transfer window. There was a you know a player in each position, but they were not necessarily the purchases of anyone with a kind of game plan it's mm. like Bilic's game plan ostensibly was to hit them in pa- with pace um, we we didn't really we bought a kind of 35 year old right back in order to do that we, we we bought a goalkeeper which we didn't really need we had two decent well okay goalkeepers um, Hernandez is really just functional in the penalty area of the other team and uh, Arnautovic was seen as a sort of winger. But whenever I saw Stoke, he always seemed to be a striker to me. And, mm. and, and that's where he was. Well, An- Anatovic
2: turned out to be a good sign yeah, now. Yeah, really good. And yeah. he's our best player when fit. I would say he's our danger man, isn't he? But, yeah. you know, I don't know when he's coming back. I mean, if, if Lanzini and Anatovic come back sooner rather than later, if you play them with Mario and, um, and potentially Hernandez, you, we, you know, we've got to stay up. Yeah. We're going to stay up. But you know, there's we could before that happens, we could there could be a lot of damage done. That's because right. we got yeah, a hard yeah. run of fixtures coming up. And against Brighton we looked absolutely like spineless.
1: And I remember I remember um you and I doing one of these or possibly even walking away from the ground after the kind of uh, winter transfer window purchases of bar well acquisitions of bar and a binner, but especially bar made you think well, this guy's a fucking machine. We'll be all right now. Mm. And sure enough, we did beat Liverpool and Stoke Stoke, consecutively at home. And And we thought we were safe. Yeah, we thought we were safe. Absolutely thought we were safe. Whereas that middle season under Allardyce, where we did stay up sorted by the skin of our teeth, that was one of those things where on the last day, we actually finished about 13th because of the Mm. way things shook out. Um, I remember Jim saying sort of, you know, early January, I can't see where the points are going to come from Mm. for us to keep up. But the... Avram Grant's season, when we bought Bar, we're going, we'll be all right now. We can be, you know, we can be Yeah, we'll basically, the, s-
2: the story is of all the relegations we've all seen is that a relegation can sneak up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. When you're least expecting it. Yeah. You know, teams that look way too good. Of course, the famous example being the, you know, the Joe Cole, Paolo DiCagno, yeah. Canute team, team, Defoe, that went down. You know, there are, relegations can create... We, we've seen all sorts of relegations at West Ham. You've seen yeah. teams that are absolutely abject and fully deserved to drop, uh, you know, um, back in like the early 90s. Yeah. And then you've the other seen scene. other teams that have been looked way too good. And other teams that <laughs> seem to have had a revival, like Avram Grant, yeah. started badly, then had a revival, where we can all stop worrying, and then suddenly fall away at last minute. So... Yeah, there are 10 teams in this relegation battle. Yeah. So it's a tremendously exciting relegation battle. It is, yeah. Um, we're definitely one of them, and it's impossible to tell whether or not we're mm-hmm. going to... I mean, most most pundits you see, most ex-pros you'd, you'd hear on TV would probably say, West Ham's got too much quality to go down. Yeah. If you look at it all, statistically, if you look at the firepower West Ham have... Um, that you know, they're gonna. They've, if you've got a player like Hernandez, who's like almost like your backup striker, you're gonna stay up. Mm, Hernandez mm. is the sort of guy who, if we were in this position already, but then we'd gone out in a January transfer window and bought him, we'd all be going. Berserk with excitement yeah, and thinking yeah, yeah. we were safe. Well, guess what? We just got him. We brought him off the bench, and now yeah. he's going to be our striker for a while. So it should be enough. But who knows? I mean, you know, we've seen better than this go down. Yeah, we? yeah.
1: And I mean, I think that I think that uh, uh, you, you know, we lose a couple of games and we get sucked in. Might even go into the bottom three if we lose a couple of games and the results go against us. And then you know, other teams' tails go up because. They kind they think well we can get out of this you know there's uh, there are teams that are kind of in free freefall uh, and if we're one of those teams it just you know uh, it gives confidence to all our kind of the people in the same position as us and yeah it's very kind of edgy you've just got to hope that some of these guys come back you and know that's
3: the thing right now there's no one cut adrift either no there's no. nobody you know some a lot of the time there'll be someone who's nailed on to go down mm-hmm. at this point in the season there isn't. You just can't tell no yeah, and, and we're
1: really only waiting for two guys to come back as well it's like uh, well you know Reed actually Collins does a decent job there I don't think the problem is massively with defense now I think our midfield is second best in a lot of the games we've played yeah. this season it's, it's been it's midfield's
2: been the key issue all season yeah, hasn't it yeah and it is beyond belief that we didn't sign Mario doesn't even count because clearly he is a number 10. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. a, a Lanzini kind of position. We everyone knows we needed at least one, probably two, um, central midfielders who could do the basics very well. Yeah, like defend first and foremost, but also just be able to move the ball around accurately. One
1: solution he found was because uh, the sort of strange loss of form of Kyari was to play all three. Uh, and I can't remember the first game he did that in. I mean, normal teams wouldn't need all three, but with three slightly misfiring, any combination of two of them didn't seem to play particularly well. So, Kiyati, Obiang and Noble actually seemed to sort of work quite well as uh, as uh, when they were all fit as a team. But now, Obiang doesn't look like he's going to kick the ball again this season. So, no. he's gone. I
2: think, yeah. You know, so we've got Zabaletta, who I think might have been part of the problem against Brighton. You know, you got, we gave the ball away a lot and it's, you know, it's a bloody slow midfield, him and Noble, both slow players, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and uh, Noble, I thought was having one of those games where he flew into tackles too easily. Yes. Because if you miss him, then the other team are away yeah. or you give away a foul. Get, get a yellow card. But worse than that, and he, he did it a couple of times where he's gone in, yeah. missed the tackle because he loves to do those things so it kind of gets the crowd going yes, a bit.
1: His Yeah, his tackling so, style is basically a long slide from yeah. about 20. So he, he bases he, it on ice skating. He That's does, his yeah. his style of tackling. So
2: he's lost... You know, so he's had a bad game like that. And Zabaleta is just too immobile and slow. Mm. And Chiara is very, uh, you know, hit and miss anyway, isn't he, At this season? He's so, doing a bit I better with that
1: three-man midfield. I think yeah. that seems to have improved. It sort of pushes him forward a bit. I mean, but he was, good, he was he good against
2: Palace. He had his best game yeah, against Palace. Yeah, when he actually got kicked in the head yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it always helps to have a bandage round your head in a football game, doesn't yeah. it? Especially if you're that kind of a player. Terry Butcher. Yeah, it's a Paul yeah. Ince. Yes. You um, always play better for a bandage round your head. So he was at an unfair advantage yes. know, in many ways, but yeah. the bandage had gone against yes. Brighton. Yeah, very much so, so no wonder he had a bad game. I think Cullen's obviously going to get games. He was the only one they didn't farm back out. <laughs> <laughs> farm back out. Well, what about that Hasebanić? Um, Hasebanić, yeah. 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 But I think he's another number ten type player. I think mm. he plays in a similar position to Lanzini and um, Mario. and Mario. I think yeah. you know we need sort of solid midfielders, don't we?
1: And we'll be back just after this message. <laughs> Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Uh, Now, Sam, you said there's a Twitter rumour abounding at this particular point.
2: Yeah, Patrice Elva. I mean, by the time people listen to this, uh, this will be long-established news Mm -hmm. or um, exposed as a complete lie. Mm. But Twitter was on fire as we went to air with news that West Ham had signed free agent... Patrice Evra. He's 51
1: now, isn't 51 he? He's years 51 years old.
2: 51. Recently scandalised for attacking a fan. Yes. Yes. Uh, which I don't know about you guys, but I'm always a big fan. We love that. Of seeing a yeah. a, a pro <laughs> steam into the crowd. I think he was have a right
3: run up at the Olympic Stadium, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. From Ke- mm. well, we saw it
2: recently. Who, who was it? Was it Punchin of West Brom? Who, Punchin. Yes. Who, he, uh, who attacked um, one of our fans mm. after they antagonised him? And even though it was an opposition player attacking one of our own. I must say, I still enjoyed
1: it. Yes. He was able to occupy one of the three or four empty seats next to the, uh, the fan mm, that he yeah. attacked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sat there for quite a while uh, and then stood up and attacked him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Engaged him in a conversation in which the fan then said an offensive thing to him about his family. And uh, he fought with he, him. He fought him.
2: Yeah, yeah. was um, obviously the best. But, Brilliant. you know, uh, actually, I say it's the best. Probably my favourite ever is Brian Clough. Um, people, there was a pitching invasion. Brian Clough, I think, hit one of his own fans. Yes, a Northern very Forest drunk,
1: fan. a late-era Brian Clough. The, yeah, ju- the, drinking, years, mind, the yeah. drinking years. The uh, drinking years. Yes, a lot of the Nottingham Forest fans, uh, uh, there was a bit of small, small pitch invasion, wasn't there? Yeah. I don't know what, why... why was it a, were they happy about something? or I think something? they were happy. They were happy about something. But,
2: you know, d- Brian Clough didn't mm. understand no, that they no. were happy, so he no. punched one of them.
1: No, they... But, Drunk often the sad. The sad drunk is a cliche, and he the happiness offended him, and he punched uh, one of their own fans in the face. Um, yeah. Jim,
2: do you have some uh, any confirmation from
3: the
1: well, Twitter
2: sphere? Just looking at Twitter now, the Guardian
3: are reporting it that we're in talks with them to sign a short-term
2: deal. Uh, well, you know, a free agent because we're in a bit of a crisis in terms of just having people in the squad. Yeah, uh, I suppose you could say well, he's very experienced. He's basically like Azabaleta. Yeah, similar age. Similar experience, a similar position, only left side rather than right. Yeah, yeah I yeah. would say that left left sided, you know, left backs is not exactly a priority.
1: No, not really. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's only five games until uh, uh, Masuaku's back. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was just about so to sh- ask that very question. We should affect, we, He should be back sometime in April. <laughs> uh, but He's going
2: uh, on a spitting awareness course. Yeah, yeah. In Cambridgeshire. Yeah. And it's residential. Yes. And then people don't know that. People go, Why is it six weeks? Well it's because they send you, the FA send you mm-hmm. on a spitting awareness course. Someone I
1: know uh, delivers the spittoons to that hotel where the course is run. Okay, so um, you'll know about it. Yeah, and yeah.
2: the thing is you if you do the course, if you commit to do the course, which he had to, if mm-hmm. not he'd be no, banned of from course. football forever. Do you have to do the whole course? It's a six-week course. Yep. It's in a former boarding school yes. in Cambridgeshire. Yeah, yeah. Although,
3: interestingly, he could have just paid the £85 fine, but chose to take the course. <laughs> chose to take no, the absolutely. course,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, well, it's points on his licence, isn't it? If he, um,
2: they basically put you in yeah. a series of positions where anyone, I don't care who you are, would be tempted to spit yes at another human yeah in a saloon and,
1: yeah uh, you are yes in in a western in a yeah. western saloon yeah. yeah yeah
2: and they put you in situations where you where they almost purposefully like provoke you into spitting mm-hmm. and then they try to encourage you or, or give you a sort of a a, a you know a, a toolbox if mm-hmm. you will a mental toolbox a <laughs> mental emotional toolbox to sort of stop yourself from spitting at another person
1: week 1 chewing tobacco <laughs> yeah Week two, a tobacco patch on your arm, but you still spit. (laughs) Uh, Week three, flapjacks. Uh, Week four, four, chewing gum. Week five, saliva. Have you ever spat at anyone?
2: No. Have you ever spat at anyone?
1: I must have done.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Timing, I mean, I can't remember spitting someone. When I was a kid, uh, when I was a kid, we were on a school trip in Germany and... uh, difficult for me to talk about but a gobbin fight broke out right <laughs> right in the hotel yeah. and um my mate who is a hammer uh mm-hmm. West Ham fan bumped into him at West Ham recently actually uh I'll I'll just I he won't want me to out him as a gobber no. so I'll just say that his name's uh Bill. Right. And um he he got involved I mean you got to hand to him he got involved with we were second years and there was also a lot of third years on the trip. hmm And he got involved in a gob fight with some third years who were older, bigger, tougher than us, but he didn't care. No. He took them on and it got really savage. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you if I was involved, I wasn't. I found it disgusting. It was in this lovely hotel in the Rhineland, family run sort of place. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is disgusting. And so I stayed there. I thought this is right. It was right in the era of like British football hooligans on the continent. Yeah. And I was saying to chaps, this is why we've been banned from European competition. Anyway, true story, uh, Bill jumped out of the room to gob at this kid marshal. And as he did so, Mr. Vesluce, the deputy head, came out of his room and stood between the two boys oh. and shouted, What are you? And as he bellowed, Bill gobbed directly into Mr. Vesluce's oh, no. mouth. And let me tell you as well, it was a flob. Whoa. It was not a normal no. spit. And he nearly, and he, he, he nearly got sent home. He said, you, "I'm sending you home. You've gobbed in my mouth."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like a sort of. They let him off. Yeah. That oh. would be like a sort of grittier Animal House or Porkies. Yeah, it'd be like a sort of Ken Loach yeah. Animal House. Yeah, it's porkies, like that. Where it's really, yeah. really bleak, and all the food fights I like with really like Gobbing. corned beef and. No, I've written fruit. a
2: screenplay about it. Oh right, it's semi-autobiographical, yeah. and it's called Gob Fight. Right. Right, and it's about a group of school kids who go on a school trip to the Rhineland and have a non-stop gobbin fight.
1: Very much like the story you've just done. It's autobiographical. Very similar. Very good, very good. Um, What particular production company do you think might get behind a project like that? Miramax. Miramax, absolutely. Harvey uh, Weinstein is right behind it. Well, he needs something to tra- draw attention away from yeah. a controversial movie could be the way to go for him.
2: He and wants so. to show that he cares about yes. people who have problems, like there's children the portrayed in my of, film.
3: What's the estimated running time of this?
2: Uh, it's uh, three and a half hours long. Oh,
3: is that all? Right, mm.
1: right. Oh. Wow, that's... Wow, oh, yeah. That's, that's the, well, it's, that's it's a bit
2: like... Have you seen the Hateful Hate? that Quentin Tarantino that's film? Long. It's about three and a half hours long. It's mm-hmm. shot on old film. Yeah. In widescreen,
1: seventy millimeter. Yeah,
2: and they are for most of it just locked in a in a house in the snow. They're snowed in. in and in, in. This is the hate for late, but it's very similar in. Cobb yeah,
1: Flight. yeah, yeah. Talking of uh, uh, bad things, uh, uh, Tony Henry. Uh, oh the, God! Oh <laughs> the, the, no! The West. This has all happened since <sighs> last week's uh, uh, podcast. So we lost. Again. We lost. Uh, a potentially winnable game against uh, Brighton. Didn't buy anyone in the transfer window, and now our uh, director of scouting uh, uh, is now his he's he's, dis- he's become oh, a racist. Look, when this guy he was decided, in, in. He <laughs> he decided to racist. be a racist. Yeah.
3: When this guy was brought in, he was bought in touted as this mm. amazing scout who's going to mm. change everything. Look at all mm. the people Everton brought in. Yep, it's fantastic. Haven't heard anything about him since or no. any miraculous signings no. come out of anywhere. No. Next thing you hear about him several years later is yeah. that, yeah, he's a racist. Yeah, I forgot
2: he was there. Difficult. Like you say, when he was brought in, I remember thinking, oh, There's yeah, much he sounds fair, good. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then I forgot he exists. Exactly. And then you forget he exists. Yeah. And the next thing you hear is forgotten me. He's a racist. I guess, yeah. But racist. I, I would say that what he said, which to paraphrase, I haven't got the quote in front of me, was, uh, we don't want any Africans because when they're left out of the team, they cause mayhem. Mm. And. That is obviously an awful thing to say for lots of reasons. And and I think the club did the right thing by sacking him. But I do think that if he leaves one positive legacy, it's the reintroduction of the word mayhem to
1: (laughs) Um, our day-to-day lexicon. You've not heard
3: of Slavon Village's back catalogue of albums then? (laughs) Surely that features in there somewhere. (laughs) There's got
1: to be something, yeah, there must be in that collection. Fiery mayhem. yeah, Yeah, Fiery mayhem. I mean,
2: mayhem... Is a great word. And yeah. I can tell you on the way down to Brighton on Saturday on the train, it was being bandied around willy-nilly. It was back, back, back in a big way amongst the West Ham family.
1: Well, it slightly speaks to a conversation that we've just been having before this podcast started about the uh, inappropriate use of... Of, uh, of extreme words in normal conversation. You were talking about Phil Brown uh, uh, in, in uh, Yeah, Sport on TalkSport today. Talk Sport yeah. today he... So the superlatives. Like Trump uses words that are the most extreme superlatives to describe Everything mm. is the best. Everything's a disaster. Obama's administration was a disaster. His election victory was the biggest. Everything's like that. And, and uh, Phil Brown today, and we'll come on to Alan Pardew in a brief moment, but... Uh, um, what was it, Phil Brown? Phil Brown
2: was talking about the Chelsea-Watford game. And he was talking about the Chelsea midfielder Bakayoko. And he described Bakayoko as having such a bad game. He said he had a... No, someone said he had a nightmare. He mm-hmm. said it was worse than a nightmare. He said it was a holocaust of a, of a game. Mm, yes. And uh, and then the conversation just moved on. And I thought, hang on a minute, I have never heard uh, that term used in that context before. No. And obviously it was uh, inappropriate and they received complaints. Um, and uh, but I, again, I thought to myself, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I thought to myself, I don't think Phil Brown knows what the word holocaust means. No, no, no. no that's the, that's what I think. I might be giving him the benefit of doubt, but I think that out on the training ground, the word holocaust is used in that context, mm, mm. and and that he only he th- he thinks that the, the the dictionary definition of holocaust is someone who's played badly in a football match. Yes, not. The systematic genocide yes of uh, of, a, of a race or, a or a racial culture. Yeah. Yeah, culture yeah
1: um and it was a big it was because it was a, in a kind of um, a, a superlative's contest someone had said Bakayoko had a nightmare then maybe someone else said something so he's trying to mm. uh, emphasize what a bad game Bakayoka is. so he's used a very extreme word and this is what alan Pardew did i think i think uh, it was one of the only times uh, Pardew was on match of the day. The last kind of time punditry, he was on match Yes, and it was the last time as well. Hot. And I think it was like a kind of speedy right winger, sort of basically humiliating a left back for much of a game. And I think I think he went through the
3: back of him, didn't he? Didn't he go through the back of Terry, like took him completely out?
1: Something happened and uh someone went he's you know, he's He's taken him out there. He's or taken him like out. That. Then someone went, he mugged him. And then Pardew goes, so, oh, yeah, no, he's raped he's him. Absolutely he's absolutely raped, raped him. him. Yeah. And uh, he was never seen again. He was smuggled out of the uh, Match of the Day studio so under a blanket.
2: for you, w- who was worse? Philip, Phil Brown saying that Bakioko had a holocaust? Or Alan Pardew saying that a player had raped another player?
3: I think the murder of six million people slightly Probably trumped Probably it. They're still worse. pretty bad. Yeah,
1: they're, b- they're both bad. Well,
2: contact the show
1: contact
3: and the show.
2: Uh, let us know which you think is worse, rape yes. or Holocaust.
1: Um, ring this number if you think it's mayhem. <laughs> ring this one if you think it's rape. <laughs> or, or send us a fax if you think it's Holocaust. Um, so, <laughs> if where do we go from there? If
2: Alan Pardew... Or Phil Brown were decided to become historians and write books mm-hmm. about the Second World War. Mm. I can imagine them referring to the Holocaust as mayhem. Yes. Do you know? What yes. I mean? It was yes. absolute. I mean, Hitler had the he was causing absolute mayhem with the yeah. Jews.
1: He went in and he caused mayhem.
2: Absolute yeah. mayhem amongst the Jews.
1: Yes. Yes. So, um, well we're, we're probably on predictions now, aren't we? Are we we
3: predict mayhem <laughs> yes that's
1: very good. Who are we playing at Watford? We get Watford just beat Chelsea 4-1. We can't I win that. Uh, well, we can't I didn't, win against watch them.
2: It? No. I I I mean from what I know I didn't watch it. Watford did play very well, but Chelsea were abysmal. Were they? Yeah, I heard Chelsea were abysmal and therefore.
3: Perhaps another 4 1 then. At yeah,
2: the but also, mm. you know, regardless of how, how bad judges were, it will give Watford a huge amount of confidence, yeah. especially considering. Oh, is that that game? Did they beat us 3 0? Yeah. yeah we
3: have yeah, just I went come off the back of a 3 1 loss. They've just come off the back of a 4 1 win. They're, They're going to yeah. beat us, us, aren't they? I went
1: to that. I wonder. I mean, I think. Uh, uh, is anyone due back? Moyes won't let that happen again. Uh, Arnautovic might be back for that. Really? They thought he would only you know, be gone for like three weeks or well, something. Well, that would
3: be fantastic.
2: Or wasn't Lanzini
3: yeah. recently making sort of noises that his recovery was actually a lot further along than Oh, was really? suggesting? They
1: were saying something like six weeks for him and three weeks for Arnautovic a couple of weeks ago. So it feels like Arnautovic it, could isn't be isn't back.
2: Isn't funny, like, talking about Lanzini and, and Arnautovic against Huddersfield, we were all saying, and they were saying on Match of the Day, and everyone who saw it was saying, look at this partnership. And I'm going round like you get slightly hysterical with excitement when there's a good result. And this is the best partnership we've had since Cotty and McIverney. It's mm. incredible. Have you seen mm. them? They're telepathic. Because yeah. it was for, for that game. And then the subsequent game, I can't remember. Uh, I think we were playing Bournemouth in the next game, weren't we? I can't yeah. remember. But anyway, um, I thought we cracked it here. We've got an, an amazing front two. Uh, Moyes is a genius because Billich couldn't see that these were the two we had to yeah. play together. And that's it. I mean, we're going to just keep going up and up the table. I mean, they're unplayable. Yeah. And now it's only less than a month later, and it seems like a distant memory. Yeah, those yeah, two players. But yeah. well. the thing yeah. is, it's not that long to the end of the season, really, is it? No. You know, when you're no. No. At the the games oh, right the sweet release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And won't it be lovely? So um, nice, really. It will be. I just think oh, it would be so sunny and warm, and we won't have to think about West Ham at all. No. My mood will just be affected by the normal things that affect you one. It's all
1: laugh at the World Cup instead. Yeah. It'll be like what ticket prices in the championship are like. Yeah. Oh, that's a great season. Yeah, great season. Uh, What are our predictions for the Watford game?
2: Oh, God. I think we're going to lose. Can I predict a defeat? Of course, of
1: course.
2: I think we're going to lose 2-0. Ooh. Jim? Sorry, everyone.
1: Jim, what are you going for? 1-2, I reckon. 1-2, yeah. I'm going to go for 2-1. I'm going to say we win it. I'm going to say we I think there'll be a reaction. You know, I don't think they'll they'll play that badly. You know, they'll have had. A I, th- I think of that Moyes
2: and Pierce and the rest of the coaching team are the sort of people who you think. Yeah, you see, Bidet she's so hangdog. You know, when we lost, you thought, know, oh it's just going to get worse. But Mo- there, there's something about the vibe that Moyes and and Pierce give off that you can imagine them kind of really getting a response out of the place for yeah. a bad performance you know that that's the only hope is that they they're not going to just like is this, they're not going to mope about or they, they're no. more or, like pragmatic t- professionals aren't they yeah. yeah. so they
1: can
3: just
2: go right that's
1: done Well, well he's sort that. of the we'll first result, manager yeah. i've seen for a long time that you you see that he's done something you 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 see what he's you see what he's done and how it's working mm. you know with the the chelsea and the arsenal games which are the ones where you know he he you know, it took two or three games for him to sort of, well, for a start, get them fit again. You know, or mm. do whatever. But you saw that they they doubled up on you know the flying, their flying Chelsea wingers. They kind of got the centre back to come over and cover. Got the you know our you know right sided midfielder to track back. And it's like and everyone can, knew what their job was. Yeah, everyone knew what their job was, and you la- literally saw sort of football management at work. And then even that formation for the palace game last tuesday you know everyone's injured and you go oh right i see what he's done oh god god he's made zapaletta sort of holding me you know these are literally things that are sort of working you know
2: what what we should i know you, you've got to get to a gig mm, so we, a gig. what we haven't talked about is there was a piece yesterday uh, by matt law in the telegraph who's usually quite well informed on these things saying it's almost certain that, and now decided by both parties that moys Will not be staying on, irrespective of when they get released the <laughs> statement
3: today, didn't they? The club saying that no decision has been made on his future, and yeah, that, that, that. yeah, yeah, of course. But, but you suspect
2: that, yeah. uh, and and, uh, and according to the story, the 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 inference at least was that it's as much his decision as theirs because he thinks that it's uh, it's mayhem there behind yeah. the scenes. Uh, he's not being backed right. by in the transfer market or anything like that. And it's just a mess. It's a it's mess. Mayhem. Yeah, it's a mess. You know, I know some people who work at the club uh, and, you know, or, or people who know people who work at the club. And they say it's a, they're, they're, You know, there are horrible people to work for. Mm, mm. You know, there are individuals who are like tyrannical and it's not a pleasant place to be.
1: no. We should get on to this next week, really. We haven't really talked about that sort of what we think is happening behind the scenes because we do, you know, the kind of lack of investment at the moment, Jim, you were saying, do sort of suggests a sale should, in the summer. we should have
2: prioritised that over the Gobbin fight story? Maybe we should have mm. done, yeah. Oh, okay. It feels like there was mm. sort of... We, I disagree, a, but fine. I dis, <laughs> it was <laughs> a great story. I just, just agree to disagree editorially no, there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. Uh, joining me this week, uh, Sam Delaney. Goodbye. Jim Dean Dolan. Later. Come on, New Irons. Come on, New
0: Irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season